This article is intended to be a lesson on slipping and checking for every chiropractor in our ranks. Whether you sell tickets or health service, for we have been selling tickets for 54 years and succeeded. <clears throat> Whether or not you have made a, make a certain sign, we have been succeeding without those signs for 54 years. As you slip, results slip, business drops. As you slip, confidence drops, business slumps. It all begins and ends with you, and you is your mind. We see many applications of the slipping process. We have seen them for months. They permeate every avenue in our profession. But that which we are most concerned now is a slipping of honest and sincere fellow who commences with the right education, right ability, right application of his art, and then gradually begins to slip and slide, thinking he's upholding his exact and definite education, ability, and application that he thinks he has and thinks he's using but isn't. By the above, you will note that we, we do make a distinction between him who is careless and him who is slipping. The careless man doesn't care. It doesn't make any difference. The fellow who is slipping is the one who indicates that the man does care, is interested, is honest, wants to know why, will listen and will study. When somebody comes along and tells him to keep his head down and his eye on the ball, his left arm stiff and close to the body and his club head to follow through, and he diligently applies himself to accomplish those things, someday that chap will play golf. And if that man, if that man after being told many times, continues to slip, then he's still slipping and does not know it. This article is intended solely for that fellow who is the one who's slipping and doesn't know it. That's from B.J. Palmer, Bigness of Fellow within 1949. <clears throat> what that is talking about is the concept of slipping and checking. And I think this is a brilliant story that makes me want to talk to, to you guys about something that I have been doing some, a lot of research on, especially lately. <clears throat> and I want to show you some of these pictures. So look at this. This is a recent article that came out uh, in Lancet, which is a, a very big... A major impact journal. The man who survived a no brain at all. The team explained how the then 44 year old French man presented with a two week history of mild left leg weakness. Aside from this, he was fine working as a civil servant and happily married man with two children. Where is his brain? Where is his brain? How is that possible? So, next slide. <clears throat> The doctors learned that the man had a condition called hydrocephalus. It built up a fluid in the brain. He actually had a shunt placed inside his head at just six years old to drain the fluid, but it was removed when he turned 14. And, and obviously, they didn't scan things back then. The whole brain was reduced frontal, parietal, temporal, occipital lobes on both left and right sides. These regions control motion, sensibility, language, vision, vision audition, emotion, and cognitive functions. The study goes on to show how adaptable the brain is, with the scientists adding that the brain is very plastic and it can adapt to some brain damage occurring in the pre- and postnatal period when treated appropriately. Wow! I mean, look at this. If, you, if you're looking at this and you can't see that this is a big problem with someone's you know, MRI or CAT scan, holy cow, how is this possible that this person has a normal functional life? How is that possible? And I'll tell you the way it's possible. It's called, it's one word, one word is called neuroplasticity. Yeah. Neuroplasticity. The unbelievable ability of our bodies and our brains to adapt to the circumstances, if we give it a chance. But let me just show you the other side of the story. All right, so here is <clears throat> from Heidi Havoc. I'm sure you guys have heard of Heidi, Heidi Havoc. She's probably the greatest researcher 
in the chiropractic profession today. And here are two studies showing that if you, this is with chiropractic adjustments, manipulation, which I don't like the word, but manipulation of the functional spinal joints affects sensory motor integration in the prefrontal cortex, showing the pre and post of how when you are, when you adjust someone, I don't know why this thing isn't working. When you adjust someone, you actually can change the way the brain is actually working. Here's one study that she did. Here's another study she did more recently. The effects of chiropractic spinal, uh, spinal manipulation on central processing and tonic pain, a pilot study using S. Loretta. Once again, looking at the top versus the bottom or the, the left side versus the right side, you can see the changes in QEG studies that show how amazing this is, how amazing our brains are. But then we have this study that just came out recently. A study pinpoints three brain regions with signature connections in autistic individuals. What this is showing is in the ASD group, as it says, the mid-cingulum, <clears throat> the corpus callosum, the left middle cerebral peduncle, in those areas in kids with, on the spectrum, their brains are physically different. There's something actually different in kids' brains who are on the spectrum. And here's another paper that came out recently. Four social brain regions, their dysfunction sequela extensively explained autism spectrum disorder symptomatology. Four brain regions largely drive ASD symptomatology. The amygdala, orbital prefrontal cortex, temporal parietal cortex, and insula. What does this mean for us? What this means is that if their brain is driving autism, but then we take the first person and we see that even though that guy's missing two-thirds of his brain, he's still able to live a relatively normal life. What that means is neuroplasticity in action can work. And why is that important for us? Because that's what we do. That's how a child who comes into my practice yesterday, when I first met him, the kid was flapping his hands like this and not able to look at me. And yesterday he comes in, high-fiving me, smiles, lies down on the table, gets adjusted, and says bye in a like six week period of time. That's neuroplasticity. That's how what we do works. If we can take a brain, if a, oh, that's right, this thing is working. If this brain here, if this brain here with not much brain in it can work that well, and this guy is 44 years old and married and kids and normal, living a normal life, right? Then what that means is that we can help kids on the spectrum, we can change their brains, right? Chiropractic changes their brains. And if you don't believe me, then don't listen to Heidi Havoc and the stuff that she's done. Right? If she can prove with the different imaging that she's done that chiropractic, one, this isn't multiple adjustments, this is one adjustment, immediately post pre and post adjustment, there's a change in the brain. If we can change the brain that quickly, imagine what we can do in six weeks, or eight weeks, or 12 months, or three years with these people. Right, so why, and what, how, what does that do with slipping and checking? The chiropractic profession has been hanging his hat for so long on back pain that we forgot why we're really here. Because, yeah, back pain is an is easy thing. It's the low-hanging fruit, as they call it. It's easy to say, oh yeah, I take care of back pain. Oh yeah, I take care of back pain. It's the low-hanging fruit. but. What we really do is what Dr. Heidi Havick is studying, is we really change the brain. And she's studying, this is, these are studies in adults, right? I know right now she's actually starting to study kids, too, because, wow, this is the possibilities that we have, right? So for those of you who say, like, you know, oh, I don't want to be a pediatric chiropractor, let me tell you something. At some point in time, you're going to be a pediatric chiropractor, whether it's your kid 
or one of your patient's kids, even if you're a PI practice, someone's gonna drag in a kid one point in time. All of you, at some point in time, it's gonna be your niece or nephew if you never have kids. Whatever it is, all of you, at some point in time, are gonna be confronted with a child with a brain that isn't working as well as it should be, and what are you going to do about it? And that's what gets me so excited, because of what we can do to change these kids' brains.